Hello, welcome to Graining Traction, your favorite Formula One podcast. My name is Paige, Formula One enthusiast, and I will be your host throughout the season. Hello everyone and welcome to Grainy Traction. I am very excited to have you here today, particularly if you're new to the podcast. Welcome again and I hope you enjoy your time here. So since this is the beginning of the second half of the season, I thought I'd give a bit of an orientation to the podcast again, right? So every week after a race, I will release an episode. We will have what I call a Formula One FYI moment, where I will give you a bit of knowledge about a Formula One term or a Formula One related issue. Then we will discuss the previous race. So everything about that race, everything that happened around that race, any tea, anything like that. And then previously, I discussed the team of the day. But since we've gone through all of the teams, we will now discuss drivers of the day. So that is, I'll give you information on both of the drivers in one team. Then we'll end off with the upcoming race. So sit back and relax and let's jump right into it. So our Formula One FYI for the day today is the Formula One Academy. So if you thought Formula One is just a man's sport, think again. In 2022, Formula One announced the beginning of F1 Academy. So this is a women's racing series consisting of five teams who have experience in Formula Two and Formula Three. So each team has three cars that are racing. So this makes up a grid of 15 drivers. So the five teams that took part in 2023 are currently ART Grand Prix, Campus Racing, Road and Carlin, MP Motorsport and Prima Racing. The managing director of the series is Susie Wolfe, who is a Scottish former professional racing driver herself and also the wife to Mercedes team principal, Toto Wolfe, who is the love of my life. Anyway, <laughs> Formula One Academy will be leveling up in 2024 for the 2024 season because recently all 10 Formula One teams have confirmed that they will be supporting one driver each with the team's liveries also to be included. So you will have, let's say, a Mercedes driver with the Mercedes livery. You will have, you know, a Haas driver, a Red Bull driver, ETC. Then the remaining five drivers will be supported by series partners. So this year, the series only had seven official events, but in 2024, they will have more. And these events will be on select Formula One weekends. So we get to watch both Formula One and Formula One Academy races on the same weekend. This is really exciting for me and I really will be taking a lot of time to educate myself more on F1 Academy so that I can just, you know, like get to know more about it, get engaged with it and hopefully give you more episodes where we discuss the races, the teams and we all get to know more about it. I'm all for women in sport and I'm definitely all for women in motorsport. So this is really, really exciting for me. Okay, so right on to the race weekend. So 
it was looking a bit weird already, right? Because um, it was rainy, it was not rainy. You know how it goes in Europe at this time of the year. So all of the free practices, I wasn't taking them too seriously. Like Mercedes was sort of on top, sort of not. It was like McLaren. Of course, Red Bull was doing its thing. And I was a bit confused. So we get to Quali and Q1... I was already very anxious because I was like, what is happening? And then for me, the real shocker was when Lewis Hamilton got out in Q2. You oh no! I was literally crying. I was crying. I could not believe it. Lewis P13. I know he had some issues. I know there was some traffic. I know the tires overheated. I know he couldn't go back for another run. It was a little bit of miscalculation. He went in a lap too early. The track evolved. Whatever. I was just already upset. I, I didn't know who I was upset with. Was it Lewis? Was it the team? Was it the rain? Was it life? I don't know. I was just very upset. But I will say, Another shocker, again, for Quali was Logan Sargent making it into Q3 for the very first time. I am loving what they're doing at Williams. I'm really loving it. I'm loving what James Falls is doing because he's my bae too. And I, I mean, kudos to them. I love it. However, as soon as Logan made it to Q3, he then crashed in Q3. I think Logan was a bit excited. Logan was like, oh my gosh, is this me? Is this me? I'm in it. I'm in it. And then he, he crashed. He crashed. And I was like, well, there, there's that. There goes that, right? Um, another exciting and quite impressive person. And I've been saying this all season long. So can the Formula One gods please hear me and somebody give this guy a better seat? Alex Albon. Alex Albon is the guy to watch. I loved it. P4, he did his thing. He is dragging that Williams to the front. He is literally dragging it. And I will say the car has really evolved over the season and it really is a very good quality car, I think. And I mean, if you think about it, even from previous years when George Russell was in Williams, remember we used to call him Mr. Saturday because he always used to qualify quite well on Saturday. So that car, for some reason, whatever it is in the design, from way back when, is a very good quality car. And Alex Albon is just doing the things with it. So kudos to him. And I really hope that next season, somebody is seeing him and somebody gives him a seat. So anyway, we make it to the race. I'm at the edge of my seat. I'm watching with my friends. It's a good day. We're like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Team LH was down anyway. So let's just watch the race for the sake of the race. And, you know, hopefully maybe Lando, maybe George gives Max something, you know, gives him a run for his money, something. The race starts, not even as it starts. They, you know, they're doing the formation lap, right? They're doing it. They're going around. They say the race is forecast in five minutes. So everyone knows it's going to rain. They start the lap obviously it starts pouring down right and Sergio Perez is the only one with the guts and the balls to get into the pit for enters everybody else dilly dallies around it some go some don't right but my issue on that whole situation was with Mercedes we have got the data Perez has gone in he's coming out I think at that point he was doing seven seconds better per lap than anyone else on track so obviously it's enters right why are we still not going in? Lewis is already anyway. If they didn't want to lose track position, I hear this, right? Maybe they thought, you know, the rain is passing by. We can you can, we can wing it for the next three or four laps, right? Let's see what happens. They could have at least called Lewis in. They could have called Lewis in because at this point, this guy is P13. I think it was P14, even lost the position. 
because you all started on mediums and why did he start on mediums i don't know but anyway because everyone had the forecast right but anyway this guy is in p14 anyway let's pit him he's got nothing to lose he's not in the points and let's see what happens and the data is saying that the inters are working mercedes takes their time takes their time and at some point guys lewis was p20 can you imagine being a seven time world champion and you are p20 anyway they finally go in and it's yeah it's it's it is what it is they're at the bottom george especially george i felt so bad for him because this guy started p3 he worked his way in quality to that p3 right to second row and then now he is literally stuck i think he was like p17 at this point or something but then of course the gift that keeps on giving logan sergeant Logan, my boy Logan, first of all, was like, I made it to Q3. Then he was like, yo, I'm starting P10. What's up? I'm in the points. And then Logan, I don't know, the gods, the American gods, <laughs> the American gods were not with him. And Logan crashes. So you know what? Thank you, Logan. By himself, safety car comes. And I felt bad for him, though, because that boy sat there in the grass. And why did the marshals take forever to come and get him? Like, it was a little bit like, okay, do you guys really want him to suffer? He sat there, shame, with his feelings and his thoughts, thinking about what he had done, thinking about what could have been. And, you know, it is what it is, Logan. Yeah, I want to talk about Perez. So Perez, like I said in the beginning, he stopped for inters, right? So he was okay. He was on track. He stopped for inters. He was doing his thing. Him and his team were doing the Lord's work. They were okay. And then Red Bull literally undercut him. They undercut their own driver and they brought Max in when Perez was leading the race. And I heard Perez ask, did they just undercut me? And his team said, yes, they did. What is that? What was necessary? What, I mean, why was that necessary? So that, what, Max wins in his home race for optics? That really was not right. Because for one, for once, for once, I was like, oh, Paris, you know what? Paris might actually win the race. And then, not only that, the poor guy, first of all, is brought in after Joe crashes. And we all knew that there was going to be a safety car. So there was no point of bringing him in. He almost lost position and was almost put in P6. But fine, he goes back to P3 at the beginning of the race. They start the race again. And only then do they decide, the stewards, that, oh, when he came in the first time, just before the safety car, he was speeding. So we're going to give him a penalty. So now pure... Poor Perez, don't say pure, poor and pure <laughs> Perez ends the race in P4. Ah, guys, like I, I, I also, I think we all need to come together for him as well. We need to come together for Perez and we really need to like help him out and, you know, assist him and see what can be done for the poor guy because this is not on. That was just unbelievable. I think the only thing worth mentioning okay besides show crashing and all of that and the red flag again but the only thing worth mentioning was ferrari ferrari you know i had said i'm no longer speaking about you i had said i am moving forward in life i am becoming a better person i am about peace and love but ferrari hmm? what is happening guys what's happening do you need, like, what do you need? Okay, what do you need from us to help you? Help me help you. What was that? How can Leclerc come? Okay, how did we not know what we're doing? Because somebody says box, right? The engineer says box. So it's a strategy thing. We've said box, come in. 
we know the guy is coming. If the guy is coming, why aren't we ready with the tires? Like, how can the people be running around back and forth, not knowing where to put what, which tire is what? That boy was sitting there, Leclerc was sitting there for about 11 seconds. And of course, he lost out. And then shame, he had to retire. But I just need Ferrari to come together. We can all come together with you. I don't even care that I'm a Mercedes fan. I want to come get, come together with you and assist you in getting your things in order. Please get your house in order. I really, I'm rooting for you. I don't want to see Leclerc suffer like this anymore. It's not fair, okay? So we are going to do a night feature for Ferrari. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm going with it. And that it is what it is. As we all had predicted, the race ended. Like I said, we had Pierre Gasly in P3, Fernando Alonso back on the podium in P2. And of course, Max Verstappen was P1 in his home race. What a wonderful day it was for him. A Dutch delight it was. Um, and he also equaled Sebastian Vettel's nine consecutive wins. And I'm pretty sure that in Monza, he's probably going to get his 10th one. In fact, I am sure that Max, by the end of the season, will have, I don't know, 16 wins in a row. I don't see anyone else winning besides him unless he literally has a DNF or he falls sick or someone crashes into him. Like, yeah, that's that's the only way that he's not going to finish first. I don't know how he feels about that. They almost look not pleased. Like I said this last time, I mean, they're happy, but it is kind of boring, right? To like drive a race and not have real competition. And I feel like it's kind of bad for him as well, because he might forget how to race. You know what I mean? Like how to race one-on-one, -on -one, like back and forth the way he did in 2021 with Lewis. Like someone needs to challenge him, um, just for him to show how good he is because right now it's almost a given we actually don't even see him during the race we see everything else that's happening in the back so i don't know for max but anyway well done to him well done to red bull they got another win they are extending their championship win and i think in about three or so races correct me if i'm wrong but max will officially be the 2023 champion that well we all knew he was we all knew he is so well done to him and well done to red bull and that was the race that was really the race I don't know I it was a lot of emotions at the beginning I will say and I will say that in terms of all of the other races that we've had this whole season this one was actually one of the um, more exciting races like Belgium was so boring oh my gosh right and the other races have been a little bit boring so at least the weather did spice things up we're different people on the podium I think you know, the teams besides Red Bull or the other teams are getting closer and closer in terms of performance. And driver of the day, Alonso, I definitely agree. Most disappointing was McLaren to me because they're like almost a dog with no bite. You know, like we think, oh, they're going to challenge in the race. And then they just literally disappear into the ether. Most disappointing again, of course, Mercedes, I won't go there. Poor George finished, did he finish P17 or something like this? anyway it is what it is guys it was an exciting race though and i really loved watching the dutch grand prix Alrighty, so our drivers for the day today i will be giving according to the constructors championship standings so since red bull is currently on top we will start with their drivers who are max verstappen and checo perez 
So I don't think I need to give any, you know, big introduction for Max because we all know who he is. He is the current defending world champion and looks like he will be getting another championship this season as he is miles ahead of everyone. Max is the first and most important driver at Red Bull Racing. He was born in the Netherlands and is a son to Jos Verstappen, who is also a former Formula One driver, though nowhere near as good as his son. Max joined Formula One at the age of 17 at the Australian Grand Prix, becoming the youngest driver to ever compete in Formula One. At this time, he was racing for Toro Rosso, which is now Alpha Tauri, a Red Bull junior team. And what's funny actually is apparently when Max was racing in Formula One, he actually didn't have a driver's license to race, like to not to race, to actually drive in normal roads. And he spent a whole year in Formula One driving at those speeds, but couldn't get a driver's license for normal roads, which is quite funny. Anyway, after this, he graduated from Toro Rosso to become a Red Bull driver in 2016, replacing Daniel Kvyat. He won his first race in Formula One at the age of 18 at the Spanish Grand Prix on his debut, his first race for Red Bull, so quite something. He's the first Dutch Formula One driver to ever win a Formula One championship, so kudos to him. Max is known for his temper and very aggressive style of driving, which has earned him both supporters and those who really don't appreciate it as much. But you will know he has a huge following called the Orange Army, and you will see them at every single race, particularly the European ones and definitely this past weekend in Netherlands, which was his home race. Personally, there have been various stories, some told by Max himself, of his rather tumultuous relationship with his father. Max reports even once being left at a gas station by his father when he was a child because he lost a karting competition. So interesting there. Max is currently in a long-term relationship with Kelly Piquet, who is former girlfriend of Daniel Kvyat his former teammate, um, and she also shares a child with him. So also a little bit of drama happening in Max's life. But otherwise, he is friends with Lando Norris uh, and a couple of guys on the grid, actually. So that's all for Max Verstappen. Next up is Checo Perez. So Checo is an Mexican racing driver and the second driver at Red Bull Racing. So both Checo's father, Tonio, and his older brother, Antonio, were racing drivers as well. So this racing does run in the family. Checo began his career karting at the age of six in 1996. And then he continued driving and through successfully completing years in various series, Checo received sponsorship from prominent Mexican businessman, Carlos Sims, who is the owner of Telmex. So Checo was a member of the Ferrari Academy during his F2, F3 days. And then he made his Formula One debut in 2011, driving for Salba. He has also driven for McLaren, for Force India and for Racing Point. He then got signed by Red Bull Racing in 2021 and has a contract with the team till the end of the 2024 season. In his 248 Formula One starts, Checo has won six races, one while driving for Sauber and five as a Red Bull driver. He has three poles and has been on the podium 33 times. Recently, Checo has been having a bit of a tough season, performing badly in qualifying, which has compromised his racing performance. There has been speculation that if he does not improve, he may lose his seat to Daniel Ricciardo, 
who has recently come back to Formula One, as you would have seen. It's still early days, so let's see how it goes for Checo. Let's see how he performs. Let's see how the second half of the season goes, and hopefully he can retain his seat at Red Bull. We are in for another race weekend in Italy, in Monza. That is this weekend from the 1st to the 3rd of September. I am excited to see what the teams have in store for us. Will Williams continue to shine, particularly on Saturday? Can McLaren show their true pace on Sunday and bring the fight to Red Bull? Will Alonso get another podium? Can someone fix Ferrari, please? And can Mercedes redeem itself with a podium finish? I am excited for all this and more. That is it for today, lovelies. I cannot wait to catch up with you again after the Italian Grand Prix. We will discuss that race and I will continue to give you little bits of Formula One knowledge. Please follow my pages on all socials. That is TikTok, Instagram and Twitter. It's at Graining Traction F1. Like my post and leave your comments. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am sending you only good and positive vibes wherever you are.